guys. How are you? Welcome into a Wednesday morning episode of the Daily Juice podcast with me, Matt Peralta at Sports Talk. Matt, to follow me across all socials. This podcast being brought to you by OmahaSteaks.com and the customized URL, OmahaSteaks.com slash juice. Subscriptions available right now. If you go and get a subscription, OmahaSteaks.com slash juice, they're going to give you free burgers for life and 10% off everything you buy at OmahaSteaks.com. 100% money back guarantee at OmahaSteaks.com slash juice. Officially, we are in a cold spell, cold streak, cold time, not unusual. These things happen and, you know, it's always frustrating. One and two last night. So we've had a losing month. We've had a losing week. It's not been good. We're down about five units now, a little over five units for the month, which is not great. February is difficult. This happens a lot because the numbers are super sharp. Okay, look at the George Mason game last night. Okay, up by 14 points in the second half. We're on our way to a two in one night. You know, we got Syracuse. That was easy. Syracuse wins, covers, bam, we got that. But the two road favorites we bet, George Mason gives up a three at the buzzer, or not, but with four seconds left, they blow a 14 point lead. They lose the game outright on a three on an inbounds play that was ridiculous. I don't know what the, they fell asleep. Fordham comes all the way back and wins that game. That, look, that's just how things are going right now for me. Unfortunately, just, you know, belts are happening and, you know, losing day and losing day. If you faded me yesterday, you won. You should fade me today. Okay. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I'm hot. I got three bets. My job is to tell you what I am betting. And my job is to come in here and tell you guys what I do every day. And you can pick, fade, follow, do whatever you want with it. But that, that's a really important thing to keep in mind and remember it with all of this. Okay. This happened on the Discord channel yesterday, and I, and I hate to bring one or two persons, you know, one or two people to the podcast because this podcast is listened to by thousands and watched by thousands of people every day. So when I highlight one or two people, it's a little bit of, you know, allowing someone to have a bigger platform than I probably should. But I think it's important in case other people do actually still are, are believing this. My integrity is something that is unquestioned right now to me. And I want to keep it that way. All right. You can say whatever you want about me, but you can't prove anything because I don't allow it to happen. What I mean by that is you could walk around with me, have a camera on me, and I don't care what you see because I don't hide anything. I don't hide anything. What I do, I'm a 46-year-old father, okay? Anything that my daughter would look at and be disappointed on or with with me, I don't ever want to have that conversation. So I try very hard to be as transparent and open and honest with you guys as I can be. I get paid to do this podcast. Betting Pros pays me. That's it. I'm not paid by a book. I'm not paid by a sponsor. I'm not here to trick you. I'm not here to tell you something that's going to hurt your bet, your bankroll, or your bottom line. I'm not here to do any of that. So, you can take all the conspiracy theory nonsense about what you think I'm doing or what you think is happening, and you can throw it out the window because it's not happening, okay? Sports betting is not easy. If it is, you wouldn't be here. 
Seriously, if sports betting was so simple, you wouldn't come to listen to this podcast every day because you would be on a beach somewhere in Bora Bora. You'd be having the time of your life. But the reason why there's betting content is because we as gamblers are always curious as to what somebody else is betting. And if somebody else is hot, how do I bet it? If they're cold, I want to fade it. That's perfectly normal. There's nothing wrong with any of that. Where it crosses the line is when you start to tell people or make accusations towards me as to what I do and how I do it. Look, I'm not perfect. I'm not Jesus. I'm not someone who's going to sit here and tell you that I never wrong anybody or I never do anything that's wrong, okay? But I try really hard not to lie to people. I try really hard not to do anything to anyone that I would think that is nefarious, that is some type of scheme. I'm just blunt. I'm brutally honest. And it scares the hell out of a lot of people that I'm brutally honest. I sit here and tell you my record. I sit here and tell you that I've lost. I sit here and tell you what my record is for the month. It scares a lot of people because there's a lot of charlatans and liars in this business that will tell you that they win every day, that they want to take your money. They want tips. They want you to buy picks. All the garbage that's out there. And so to me, it's about the community. It's about us as a unit, as daily juice people that we've been together now for over three years. That's really important to me. The community is really important to me. The group of people we have listening, watching, talking, breaking down bets. It's really important to me. It's always been the most important thing to me. It's what got me to do this podcast was to start it with a bunch of people. Dan Harris, when he was with betting pros, had the idea, said, look, I think you could be a Pied Piper of sorts to come in and talk to people about betting, make picks, make plays, talk about bets, and what you're doing 365 days a year. 365 days a year, I sit here and I tell you guys what I am betting. When I'm winning, no one's accusing me of working for a book. No one's accusing me of doing anything. Like it's, oh, he's on our side. When I lose, all of a sudden, people just can't take responsibility for it. You don't have to fade me or follow me. You don't have to listen to this podcast. It's a free podcast. I love every one of you who does. I love every one of you who's around this, who wants to be a part of this community, who wants to be in this. But there are some people that simply want to watch the world burn and they go into the Discord channel and they start chaos. And I appreciate all the people on the Discord channel who have my back, who say, hey, I've been here for a long time. I've seen them up. I've seen them down. This is the roller coaster ride. We're trying to go 52%. Sometimes it's really fun. Sometimes it sucks. Right now it sucks, but I'm losing money. You don't have to bet what I bet. At the end of the day, you bet what you want to bet. I'm telling you what I'm betting. Do I like losing money? No, I do not. No, I do not. But here's the thing you have to remember. When you go and search on Apple, go search sports betting on Apple Podcasts. Go tell me what's the first podcast that pops up. Of all the sports betting podcasts, go tell me what podcast pops up. This podcast has been very successful. I am compensated well to do this podcast. Okay? You want to know who I work for? I work for betting pros. 
That's who I work for. That's who pays me to do this podcast. So if you're wondering, how does he do this? How does he bet and lose? How does he lose five units in a month? And how does he keep coming back? I'm always in the black, guys. Always remember that. I'm always in the black. Otherwise, I wouldn't do this podcast, okay? I got a kid. I got a nine-year-old. She's expensive. She wants lots of things. Play lots of sports. She wants to go lots of places, okay? <laughs> so hopefully that's going to put that to rest, all right? If you ever need, if you ever read, if you're ever wondering, bookmark this podcast and come back and listen to that last little nine-minute rant that I went on about what I am, who I am, and what I do. Because nothing makes me more angry than when someone tries to question my integrity. It's all I've got. It's really all I got. My daughter, my career, my family, and my integrity. Being able to look myself in the mirror and know who I am. I don't care what people say about me. People have written and said all sorts of things about me all the time. And that will still happen. Because when you tell the truth, it scares people a lot of times. And people would love to see me go down. And I know that. So what do you do? Well, it's a lot easier when you don't remember the lie. When it's the truth, you don't have to remember anything. I don't got to remember a single thing that I tell people. Can I tell them the truth? It is what it is. Deal with it as you may. And sometimes the truth sucks. And the truth is right now, I'm ice cold. <laughs> and that's the damn truth. And I'm losing money. Yes. Hopefully it changes today. I don't know if it will, but I hope that it will. I have two bets in college basketball. I have one bet in the NBA to get into, and you are completely comfortable, free to fade me on each of them. Let's start in the NBA because there is a trend going on in the NBA that is just, well, <laughs> there's a lot of people who are going to follow this trend, and I, I'm a trend better. Some people don't like betting trends. I actually do like betting trends. That's just me personally. The NBA is currently on a ridiculous under streak. NBA unders went 10 and 1 on Tuesday night. NBA unders are now 38, 12, and 1. That is a 76% clip since the All-Star break. If you've been betting overs in, in the NBA, you've been getting your teeth kicked in. And I mean like kicked in to the point of 24%. Games going over right now in the NBA. Why is that? Well, there's a whole lot of theories. Front page story of ESPN.com yesterday said, does the NBA have a scoring problem? This is the highest scoring per game on average in NBA history since 1969-1970. We've seen Luca go for 70 nearly. We've watched 70 points. You know, he had 70. Luca go for 70. We've seen Embiid go for 70. We've seen players go for 16. Players go for 50. Like it's all a common occurrence now to see how see points from one player in the seriously like, oh my God, range. Like, what are we, what's what's going on? Right. So Sacramento's at Denver tonight. Total is 228 and a half. The Denver Nuggets are 36 and 22 to the under on the year. The Sacramento Kings are 29, 25, and three to the over, except to the Western Conference, they're 19, 16, and two to the under. Denver is 23 and 12 against the Western Conference to the under. Denver is 16 and 11 to the under at home. Sacramento is 18, 11, and two to the under 
on the road. These two teams just played in Denver. Game was played back on the 14th of February. That total was 229. That game went under by 29 points. Now, the last two of the last three games for Denver have gone over, including the last home game for Denver, in which it was 233 against Washington. Game went over by seven points. But that's Washington. Denver scored 130 points against them. In the, in the home game before that, that was against Sacramento. Against Portland, it was 220 and a half. It went under by five and a half. They played back-to-back home games there. That was the, the second game went under. The first game went over. 220 went over by eight. Against Milwaukee back on the 29th of January at home for Denver, 237 and a half. Went under by 17 and a half points. Against Philadelphia at home, 225 and a half. Went under by nine and a half Points so far here in the year 2024, the Denver Nuggets. Well, not the whole year, but if you you go back to the 19th of January, Denver has gone over only four times all year from from that mark on to, to now. So over the last month, five weeks, they've gone over only five times. I'm sorry, four times rather at home against Portland on the road against Sacramento. These are the Kings over there playing, but that, that game was at Sacramento. Home, home against Washington on the road against Portland. Last time on the road against Golden State, 232 and a half. Game went under by 10 and a half points. On the road on the other side for Sacramento, they've equally been a team that's been on the road in under machine. Clippers, 239 on the road, under by nine. Denver, 229, under by 29, like we mentioned. Did go over against the Phoenix Suns. At 245, went over by 10. They pushed against Oklahoma City. And then back against Cleveland and Chicago back in the beginning of the month, they went on a stretch where the first three, uh, first the first game of the, of the road trip went over against Golden State. The next three, Dallas, Memphis, Miami, went under. And then Indiana, Chicago, Cleveland went over. So it was four and three on that seven-game road trip that they went on. But the last game against the Clippers, last game against Denver, both those games have gone under. Let's ride the trend here. Let's ride the fact these teams just played each other. And maybe we're not going to see an offensive explosion here out of the Nuggets because they're at home. They tend to lock down defensively. Yes, Sacramento over their last 10 games, 7-2-1 to the over. That's true. But on the road, they've been a much different team. Over the last 10 for Denver, they're 6-4 to the under. Under 228.5 for 1.1 units. Sacramento and Denver. Let's jump on that trend here with a crazy number in the NBA. 76% of the time, 38, 12, and 1. If you want an extra NBA play, I do think the Clippers are going to win and cover against the Lakers. The number, you can find the number somewhere around, you know, three, three and a half as to where that game goes off. It's a national televised game. LeBron James, will he play? Probably not. Lakers won the first two games this year, 131-25 in overtime and 106-103. They were the quote home team. And then the Clippers won 127-116 when they were the home team. Clippers are the home team here tonight. You may get three, you might get three and a half, but I like the Clippers to win and cover if you like some extra NBA play, but not official. I'm going under 228 and a half for Denver and Sacramento. All right, to college basketball we go. Let's talk a bit about St. John's at Butler. Boy, does the Butler Bulldogs need a victory. 
we talked about this. This is the transient properties of college basketball. Okay, right? So UConn kills Marquette. UConn goes to Creighton and gets killed. Creighton goes to St. John's and gets killed. St. John's now on the road against Butler. They're desperate. The number is one. They have lost four games in a row. They've lost five out of six, and their NCAA tournament hopes are hanging on by an absolute thread for the Butler Bulldogs. St. John's, massive letdown spot. Huge win over the Creighton Blue Jays. They win by 14 points. Last time out on the road against Georgetown, they were laying 10. They won by five. Against Providence, they were catching two. They lost by three. Against Marquette, they were catching seven and a half. They lost by 11. Against Xavier, they were catching two, and they lost by 11. Against Seton Hall, they were laying one, and they lost by 15. They covered against the Creighton Blue Jays back when they played them on the 13th of January. But way back on the 2nd, of January to start the Big East. Uh, no, second, uh, not, not, no, third game in the Big East schedule. They played UConn first on the road as, as uh, St. John's did, catching 11, lost by four. They played Butler. Uh, then they played, yeah, then they played Butler, laying six and a half at home, and they won by 16. On the road, they caught three and a half against Villanova. They won by 10. But recently on the road, St. John's has not been good. They're five and nine overall ATS on the road. Now, Butler is only five and nine ATS at home. They're five and 12 in the Big East. They're 0 and five over their last five, but St. John's is one and four over the last five. And the only win, the only cover was when they beat the Creighton Blue Jays. Not the only win, but the only cover against the number was against Creighton Blue Jays. St. John's is three and seven ATS over the last 10. Butler's not much better. They're four and six, but their backs are against the wall. They lost back-to-back road games. This factors into my road game trend. They lose a road game. They come back home. They're small favorites. They're laying one. This, again, just goes back to this crazy when a team has a huge win, go and fade them because they tend to lose the game on a crazy basis this season in college basketball. Again, I'm a trend better. We're going to fall right into this trend. Butler, minus one for 1.1 units. According to Kempom, they have this as a one-point win for Butler, 77 to 76. The number is one. It's right there. This is kind of the year here for, for Butler. They've got one home game after this left against Xavier. They got to win out. They win out. They'll be 10 and 10 in the Big East, and that might be good enough. They might get an at-large bid if they can go 10 and 10. And if they win out, they would be 19 and 12. 19 and 12 and 10 and 10 in conference gives you an opportunity to potentially be alive. You might have a chance there. Probably not, but maybe. So that modest team at home here, monster game in the Big East for them. I'm taking Butler minus one at home for 1.1 units. By the way, I'm not betting road favorites anymore for the rest of the year. Now I know it's only about two weekends, right? I mean, it's not a lot, lot left really one weekend, but I'm not betting from now until March 7th when the regular season's over. I'm not betting. <laughs> I am not, I guess it's my most well, late than that. It's like March 10th, but I'm not betting road favorites anymore. Okay. For the rest of the year, road favorites line through it. 
not doing it. Okay, Butler minus one. Third bet and final bet, late night game. This is going to be fun. I'm looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to seeing what's going to happen. I'm looking forward to watching Arizona at Arizona State. Numbers 12 and a half. This is a big number. This is a big number. Arizona has not been good this year when they've been big favorites. I mean, we have faded Arizona this year at times when they are monster favorites. 12 and a half points is a lot. Seven and five Arizona on the road so far this year. Arizona State's eight and six ATS at home. Arizona State lost by 45 points at Arizona. I mean, you want to talk about a buy low spot? Yeah, we're buying low on buying low on Butler, selling high in St. John's. It's a very similar situation here. That game was at home. Three-game homestand for Arizona. They beat Arizona State by 45. They lost to Washington State by three. They came back and beat Washington by 16. I love rivalry games, especially when you have a chance to play in your building. Arizona State has been hot except for the loss by 45. It's the only time they failed to cover over the last six games was when they lost by 45 points to their arch rival. They were 19-point dogs. They lost by 45. Colorado lost by 12 at on the road as 15.5-point dogs. Utah, 12.5-point dogs, won by eight outright. Against Oregon State, laying 6.5, they won by 18. Then the Arizona debacle. Then they took on Washington at home, catching 2.5, lost by two. They covered. Against Washington State, they caught five, and they won by 12. That's a Washington State team that everybody was jumping up and down about after they beat Arizona. They're like, oh my gosh, here they go. Look at Washington State. They could may, maybe potentially win the division or sorry, win the conference rather. And they lost the game outright on the road at Arizona State. This game's late if you're on the East Coast, but I think it might be worth staying up to watch it because I think it's going to be an absolute ball of a game. Kempom does has, have this as a 13-point win for Arizona. So if you want to lay the 12 and a half, you want to fade me and lay the 12 and a half, go right ahead. But I'm going to take, again, in a buy low spot for a team at home. Don't need to win the game. Just 12 and a half points is a lot in college basketball, in particular when you're talking about games like this, where a 13 and 15 Arizona State team, ATS-wise, is in desperate need of showing that they can play in the NIT Take a scalp, take their rival. They're 14 and 14 on the year, but they're 10 and four straight up at home. They play really well at home. Arizona is seven and five on the road. Winning on the road in college basketball is always tough. Arizona State plus 12 and a half in Tempe up against Arizona for 1.1 units. All right. Feel free to fade away. Not going to insult me at all, given where we are, but. Look, if we go 3-0 and today, which I've done recently, we go 3-0, and if we could potentially knock down all three of those bets, we'll be actually up for the week. <laughs> so I don't like the feast or famine stuff, but right now it's the lean times going on. Hopefully, we have a lot of college basketball left to bet. Like the beauty of this is college basketball still has been my best sport, and there's a lot of college basketball to come. We have futures. I may add one or two futures at some point. I mean, it's crazy right now, but... The market is so wide open for the national championship. There are so many teams 
that you could look to bet on. And I might add to the portfolio simply because there's some really good prices out there in college basketball. So there might be like, if I go and three today, get ready for a futures podcast. Like I'm going to take the day off from betting. <laughs> I'm just going to bet futures and add to more, add to my portfolio for Thursday and look towards the weekend. So just a heads up. If I go and three, I'm going to take a day off because I need the chance to just like lick my wounds to see where we're going to go. We'll bet futures on Thursday. If I get whacked today and go, Oh, and three, but hopefully it's not. Hopefully we go three, and zero. under two twenty eight and a half and a half for Denver and Sacramento Butler minus one. Arizona State plus 12 and a half. The plays for us on a Wednesday. My name is Matt Peralta. Follow me across all socials at Sports Talk Matt every morning. Daily Juice podcast always being brought to you by omahsakes.com.